Let's talk about hedge funds. Probably heard about hedge funds on the news. Probably don't know what a hedge fund is. What is a hedge fund? I will tell you what a hedge fund is not. It is not a magic money machine. (laughs) So the financial press, the journalists, like to point out that hedge funds consistently underperform index funds. Yet rich people like to invest in hedge funds. So why do they do that? If index funds return more than hedge funds, then why do rich people invest in hedge funds? Like, rich people aren't dumb. They must have a reason for doing this. And we'll talk about this in a second. It's because hedge funds hedge. Like, they own stocks, and they're also short stocks. They trade futures and options. They do all different kinds of strategies. They do convertible bonds. They do merger arbitrage. They do... There's sector hedge funds, there's global macro, there's all kinds of stuff, right? And what this is, is absolute return versus relative return, okay? Absolute return is we're going to try to make as much money as possible while managing risk. Relative return is we're going to try to be a benchmark, okay? Now, mutual funds, if you have some mutual funds... Mutual funds are relative return vehicles, okay? So if you invest in an actively managed mutual fund, if the S&P 500 is down 20% and the mutual fund is down 10%, that is considered a victory, which is kind of weird because you've lost 10%. But if the portfolio manager in a mutual fund beats the S&P 500 by 10%, that guy is going to get a big bonus. He's the happiest guy in the world, right? They don't care that they lost 10%. All they care about is that they beat the benchmark. That's weird. Don't you think that's weird? Like, they're happy about losing money. And conversely, if the S&P 500 is up 20% and an actively managed mutual fund is up 10% and they underperform the index by 10%, that guy is going to get fired. So this is this is the relative return world. And that's the world that mutual funds operate in. Okay. The goal is to beat the index. They don't care if they lose money. As long as they lose less money than the index. That is relative return. Now the goal of a hedge fund is simply to make money in all environments. Bull markets, bear markets, anything in between. Their goal is to make money all the time while managing risk. That's absolute return. Absolute return versus relative return. So which do you like better? I know what I like better. Now, hedge funds have higher fees, okay? Significantly higher fees, A hedge fund charges, on average, about 1.5% expense ratio and about 15% in performance fees. Okay. So let's talk about the performance fees. Let's say you have a billion-dollar hedge fund, a hedge fund with a billion dollars in assets under management, and the fund makes 20% in a year. That's $200 million. The hedge fund gets to keep 15% of the $200 million, which is $30 million. 
plus 15 million in operating expenses, so 45 million. Now, hedge funds are, you know, there are some big institutional ones. There are some very large institutions that are hedge funds, but a lot of them are smaller. And if you're talking about a billion dollar hedge fund and it has 10 people working at it and they make $45 million, that's pretty good. <laughs> Those guys are pretty happy. So it can be pretty profitable to run a hedge fund. But that's not an easy business. It's not an easy business. There's been a lot of consolidation in the industry. And in the old days, and I, you know, I saw this, this was 20 years ago, you could open up a teeny tiny hedge fund with 40 million in assets and do fine. And now there is a lot more regulation, there is a lot more compliance, and you need scale to achieve any kind of returns. And there simply aren't that many hedge fund launches these days. The big ones are getting bigger. The last I heard, Bridgewater, the biggest hedge fund in the world, was about $140 billion in assets. $140 billion. And there's quite a few that are about $30 or $40 billion. These are, this is institutionalized money management. These are big firms, not mom and pop shop. Now, there are a number of strategies that hedge funds can pursue. Probably the most commonly well-known is equity long short, okay? So you buy stocks and you short stocks, and you're perfectly hedged. You have no net exposure. You're the, the stocks you buy, you want to go up, and the stocks you short, you want to go down. <laughs> and sometimes the opposite happens. Sometimes the stocks you buy go down, and sometimes the stocks you short go up. This is a very, very difficult way to make a living. It's very, very hard. So there are global macro hedge funds. And these, this is what's called top-down investing. Okay, you're not, you're not evaluating individual companies. You're looking at interest rates and commodities and stocks and currencies. You're not really picking stocks. They do own individual stocks, but you're not really picking stocks. You're, you're really betting on big macroeconomic trends, okay? And macro hedge funds take big, big bets in interest rates and currencies and things like that. You have a multi-strategy hedge fund, which is where uh, within the hedge fund, you'll have a number of different pods and you'll have a number of different portfolio managers pursuing their own individual strategies. And the philosophy behind that is, is that some pods will be profitable, some pods will be unprofitable, but the returns will smooth themselves out. And there's a lot of very big, successful, successful multi-strategy hedge funds. And, you know, for, for a trader at a bank or something like that, this is a pretty good way to move to the hedge fund world. Uh, they take care of all the plumbing, all the infrastructure, and all they have to do is worry about the portfolio. So you have event-driven hedge funds. I don't know if you've heard of something called merger arbitrage. You trade off of corporate events. You know, you basically you're betting on the percentage chance that a merger gets done. There are commodities hedge funds, which is self-explanatory. There is something called convertible arbitrage. Uh, a convertible bond is a bond that turns into stock. And you can buy a convertible bond and short the stock and trade the volatility on the embedded option. That's a popular strategy. 
There are some long-only hedge funds. They're not that many, but there are some long-only hedge funds. Okay. Uh, there's volatility hedge funds. There's a lot of these these days. Uh, you can be short volatility and long volatility. And this is very complicated stuff involving math and derivatives, and it's a little bit too complex to explain here. There are quant hedge funds that use systematic strategies. All of these strategies try to make money in all environments, and that's, that's the key. A mutual fund does not try to make money in all environments. A mutual fund will do well in bull markets and it'll do poorly in, bad, in bear markets. One of the most profitable hedge funds of all time was something called Renaissance, and it was run by a guy named Jim Simons, who was a mathematician. And this hedge fund, for years, was making 70% a year. For 70% a year. They ran into a rough patch recently, but this was, for a long time, one of the most profitable hedge funds of all time. They were constantly returning capital to investors. They kept it at about 8 to $10 billion. And the town in which this is located in Long Island has a lot of millionaires and billionaires. So the question is, all this sounds pretty sexy, but can you invest in a hedge fund? Like you, can you invest in a hedge fund? And the answer is maybe. The requirements are not all that strict. What you need is a million dollars in liquid net worth. Liquid net worth. You cannot include your house. And $200,000 in income. So like I said, it's not that much. The question is whether you want to invest in a hedge fund. Now, hedge funds do occasionally blow up. They make mistakes. There's been some very high-profile blow-ups over the years, right? Having one hedge fund is kind of risky. It might blow up. So some people invest in a bunch of hedge funds. And there's actually something, you're going to laugh when you hear this, there's actually something called a fund of funds. It's a fund that invests in hedge funds. It's a portfolio of hedge funds. This may sound like a good idea, but you have two layers of giant fees. And my experience is that funds of funds, uh, a lot of the money ends up going to the managers because the fund of funds has its own operating expenses and its own performance fees. It's fees on top of fees. Someone asked me if I wanted to invest in a fund of funds at one point, and I was like, no thanks. Some of these hedge funds can make a lot of money. There's a few that are up 30% this year. And these tend to be the smartest of the smart guys, but they are occasionally wrong. People make mistakes. And if they are wrong, the performance suffers, and then they lose assets. Now, it used to be a goal of mine to have my own hedge fund. And these days, I'm like, no way, man. That's too hard. It consumes your entire life. You know, what I do is kind of stressful, but it's not that kind of stress. That's just insanely stressful. If you don't get to invest in a hedge fund, don't worry. You're not missing out because a lot of them, honestly, are not that great. <laughs>